0: All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. Time for unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Here, ahead of another fucking ripper interview, dude. Another one. We're racking them up. This is our first international. Yeah. Not sexually speaking, just first international in a podcast sense.
1: Well, that's right. Uh, Also happens to be really hot. He's super hot. Like a fucking hot guest. Dude,
0: hot. Like hot, hot. And this is no disrespect to anyone we've had on... Beforehand, I'm sure we've had some beautiful people. Brayton Asta comes to mind. Well,
1: we've had beautiful people, Tom, but this, this guy's hot and he's international.
0: And he sounds like he's from Snatch.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that's Go no just.
0: disrespect, but he's like got that cool accent. That well, he's charismatic. Accent. Yeah, exactly. And yes. I
1: can listen to his accent all day, Tom. He's, yeah. he's the head of
0: matrim, uh Sports, but it's room Boxing we're here to talk about. Well, that's where he does his best work. First foray into the Australian Biff market. That's right. Hell of a um, market. And it's a super lightweight fight. Liam Paro and Brock Jarvis, both undefeated. One's 22-0, one's 20-0. Fucking 13 knockouts, 18 knockouts. Serious throbbing dicks that we're talking about. Big, big dicks, Tom. Huge dicks. Big throbbing dicks. They fight each other this Saturday, October 15th, at the Brisbane South Bank Piazza. One of the
1: nicest Piazzas in the world, Not
0: to be mistaken for a pizza, this is PIA not if Look, take
1: the A out, it's pizza. Put the A back in, it's Piazza.
0: Well, you put the A back in and you've got a world-class boxing match under match room. Eddie Hearn, fucking the closest thing I've been to like being in the room with James yeah. Bond.
1: And for those reasons and those reasons alone, Tom, that's why I'm putting the A back in you and can, make yeah, it Piazza. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. Look, it would, would you mistake him for James Bond? Fuck, I could. You definitely could. And you should. And
0: you would. And you would. Now, if you can't get to the Brisbane South Bank Piazza, then you can also get this uh, fight on DAZN. So, subscription model, not pay for view model. DAZN's where it's at. Shout out DAZN.
1: Uh, Shout out DAZN. Shout out Eddie Hearn. Fucking great yarn. Yeah. Rip in.
0: You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast.
1: You film it in here every week?
0: No, mate, we're from Sydney. We Oh, right. Okay, Uh, cool. Cool.
1: Yeah, we just came up for the day Rented out the uh, The, the jacaranda room The jacaranda room here Come Yeah, on. it's pretty swish Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah So you were here, right? But they said you were mm. That's why you booked it near And then you moved?
2: Because everyone's in the other hotel Okay and I just thought It's not a fucking great look, is it? You <laughs> lot go in the courtyard I'll be in the Emporium You know what I <laughs> mean? So I thought I'd be a team player this week yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah Fair enough
0: Did you Is it? Is it worse down there? Have you no, it's not It's all right right, isn't it? like Literally
2: oh, like literally a couple hundred yards Yeah, yeah, yeah So
1: yeah You're not slumming it mate not no, slumming. No,
2: no 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 I would have stayed in there If I was Yeah exactly <laughs> I checked it out online I was like actually It's alright It's not yeah, too bad yeah.
0: Look so this is obviously Matrim's first mm-hmm. You know 4A into the Australian yeah. market mm. Brock Jarvis Liam Paro I was aware Like I didn't know Liam But I know Brock Just mm. as of His association with Jeff Yeah Um How big of a fight is this in the context of boxing for these two guys? And I guess for Australian boxing, for people that don't really understand or aren't as aware?
2: I mean, I liken this look. If this was the UK market, then obviously it's a massive fight. Yeah. I mean, you've got one kid's 22 and 0. One kid's 20 and 0. Right. One guy's number one in the world, Liam Parra, on the verge of fighting for a world title shot. The other one looks like he should be sort of in a mixture between GQ front cover and Hulk. Like, incredible yeah, Hulk, hot. right? Yeah. And Jeff Fennick, you know, the whole story. Mm. Like, Brock Jarvis, for me, if he's got the ability, should be a superstar of Australian boxing. Mm. Now, he's been fighting, actually, in weight categories that have just been too small for him. And I, don't, I just don't think he sort of had the energy or or really the, the sort of... You know that that bustedness of of being able to sustain pressure mm. because he's so boiled down. Have you seen the size of him? He's so now huge, I know, but now dude. he moves up to one hundred and forty pounds. Mm. He's a monster. Yeah. yeah, like and and what I love about this fight is the thing is with Australian boxing, he's such a small community, right? Literally, like when I was here in June mm. or July, mm. I'd go. I went for a meeting in Toowoomba. Someone told me it was like it's only like half an hour up the road. <laughs> Three hours later, I'm in a car like, on the way there. Anyway, got to this gym. Literally, as I walked in the gym. Someone messaged me going, I've heard you're in Toowoomba. I'm like, what's going on? You know, so <laughs> everyone knows everyone. So yeah, yeah. When, when we made this fight, so we represent Liam Paro and Brock Jarvis. Right. So I said, that's like the obvious fight. Mm. And then Liam Paro's team, like Angelo and Alfie DiCarlo, said, oh, look, we're mates with Jeff, Like, and he, he wouldn't want to fight Liam. Like, they know, mm. you know Liam's like number one, number one. Mm. So then I phoned Jeff. I said, Jeff, do you want to fight Liam Paro? He's like, fucking right. Mm. Yeah, and then right. they were a bit offended. Do you know what I mean? So it's like although they're friends, like there's quite a lot of needle, yeah. and, and like I just think it's an obvious fight. So mm. you know, for us, obviously we've signed a lot of Australian talent, but we just it's about learning as well. You know, like you guys are very similar to Brits, in my opinion. Mm. Right? You love your sport, mm. you like entertainment, you like a night out, you like a beer. Like it's not it's not rocket science, but you've still got to learn about cities, states, culture. You know, like you can't just bowl in as a pro. I mean, we've got the name. People like Fight Fans know and they know me. So that's, yeah. you know, we'll sell it out. There'll be 3,000, it'll be rocking. But there's a bigger picture, mm. you know, moving into stadiums and sort of pushing Australian boxing because it's very vibrant. But like, you've got a show nearly every week. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're all selling out, by the way. Doesn't mean they're... <laughs> but. But still, whilst you've got promoters and broadcasters pushing boxing, mm. Australian boxing's in a really good place.
0: We'll get more on Australian boxing in a sec, but when you're talking from a promotional standpoint and you've got two, like, really good up-and-comers, both undefeated, is there ever, like, a concern when you've got them fighting each other that you're, like, you're, you're damaging one of them's sort of brand slightly because someone's going to lose most likely? Yeah, but
2: I think, really, we're, we're on the verge here. You know, we've got Australian boxing, then we've got the world scene. Mm. So you've got Liam Paro, like, he's ready to fight for the world title. So, really, like, the winner of this fight goes on to fight for a world title. Yeah. The loser stays relevant, mm. but you know, maybe stays like all these Australian fighters they want to fight internationally. Mm. So, we got Stevie Sparks who we signed like from Toowoomba. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah, I've yeah. got him fighting Montana Love in Cleveland, Ohio. Right, like, it's a life changing fight. I mean, he could win that fight if he wins yeah. that fight on American TV. Mm. He's like he's, he's a proper changes, star. Yeah. Ebony Bridges has become a massive star in the UK. Yes, you know, Sky Nicholson's fighting all around the world. Dempsey McKean, the same. So, they want that because they feel that. Australian boxing so limited they all want to fight internationally we want to change that a little bit mm. you know and actually say no you should want to fight for a world title in Australia So yeah. I think the winner goes on on a, on a global scale but the loser still stays relevant but as long as you're in a good fight like too many I feel like in boxing too many people are worried about losing the O yes so you've got 22 and O against 20 and O don't yeah. worry this will be a gr- either way this will be a great fight mm. and then it doesn't matter if you get beat. Everyone turns around and goes, "Good on you!" Like you took on a, an undefeated guy. You'll be back. And Brock Jarvis is always in good fights, but like the pressure's on Paro because he's sort of defending that number one position. And I mean, Jeff Fennick, like you're never going to get a bigger Brock Jarvis support than Jeff Fennick. Yeah. yeah, like so there's it's, like he's, he's like his son, <laughs> isn't yes. it? You know, and
0: well, I think he's actually yeah. dating and his daughter. Yeah, yeah, he so. is. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, well, keeping yeah. it in the
2: family. Yeah, yeah. but Jeff's yeah. a lunatic. You know, yeah. like he's yeah. a proper full-on lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice, he's, like nice, real yeah. nice guy. But I love him. Passionate you know, and a character as well.
0: So I guess, can you give us a bit of an understanding of the card, like the undercard of this? Yeah, uh, so what, weekend?
2: another thing I love about Australian boxing is everyone's up for fighting everyone because yes. like, to get the opportunity to fight on this card, so obviously you've got the TV fight, so you've got Liam Parra against Brock Jarvis, 22-0 and against 20 oh. you've got Dempsey McKean who I feel like has gone under the radar a little bit in terms of Australian boxing because he's been fighting overseas for a bit now. Mm. He's top 12, top 13 in the world in the heavyweight division. So I'm looking at people like Anthony Joshua thinking, I want Anthony Joshua to have three or four fights now keeping active, but like to box him around the world. Mm. I mean, I'm a massive cricket fan. If I can do AJ against Dempsey McKean at the Gabba, like, it's made my life, yeah. do you know what I mean? we Yeah, but that's we'll, we'll the get kind, to you know. Yeah, yeah. So Dempsey McKean fights um, Korte, I think it's 19-1, German heavyweight. Then you've got Sky Nicholson, who's really a profile's going through the roof. She's fighting Christina Jacobs for the Commonwealth title. Got a brilliant fight between Glenn Tapia, uh, sorry, Matteo Tapia and Abdullah Mayweather. And it's just like two undefeated, two middleweights who no one really wants to fight. And I was just like, right, you two. Fight each other, and they're like, Okay, I'm like, Wow, you don't get that in England. Like, all the managers and like yeah, trainers are going, yeah. No, 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 I'm not fighting him, he's too dangerous. They're going, Chance to fight on a card, yeah. Like, they both want to fight on the card. I said, If you're gonna fight, you've got to be in a 50 50, mm. no problem. So, I'm like, Great, stick him in. And then, and then, on, even on the undercard, you've got like, there's a fight on the undercard, it's, it's mad between Jalen Tate, Jalen the Wolf Tate, yeah, right, who's with, with Angelo DiCarlo, he's like nine and oh. He's fighting a debutant called Reese Evans, who's had like 120 amateur fights. Oh, really shit. good. Like, yeah. And I'm like, you're debuting against a 9-0 kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You wouldn't do that in England. You'd yeah. never do yeah, that yeah. in England. He's like, look, I think I'm good enough to beat this kid. Mm. It's my debut. What a statement that would be. If it means getting on the matchroom card, I'll take it. Yeah. I'm like, I love that. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Ogden. Um, against Sam Cameron-Hands, it's like 4-0 and o against 7-0, and o, mm. you know? Um, Miko Pizzi against the, uh, Biggs, it's like 4-0 and o against 5-0. and o. Mm. And I love that, you know, because it's just 50-50 wars. So if you're buying a ticket for Saturday night at the Piazza, you can get there from 5 o'clock to 11 o'clock and just see great fights. And I think that's part of, you know, because you've got like, the whole boxing scene comes anyway. Right. So now you've got to bring people yeah. who haven't experienced it before. Yeah. That's why I wanted to go to the Piazza because they've never held boxing there before. It's kind of like a gladiatorial amphitheater, mm. you know, and it's a really good cool venue because mm. everyone goes to like the same thing, Nissan Arena, you know, like it's, I wanted to do something a bit different and mm. you need great fights and I think we've got a really really good card and and just to start of the journey.
1: How long have you had your eye on a for and Wanting to come down here and do something. I was
2: I was quite fascinated by the football stuff, you know, like with, with Gallon and yeah. like even and even before that, you know, going back. We've back,
0: got a proud history of rugby league players yeah. punching on, on TV yeah. in But Australia. I think it I, sells. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It I mean sold. the
2: first thing I'm fascinated about is pay-per-view here. Mm. Right? So really expensive pay per view for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And does solid numbers but small numbers. So actually how do you grow a fighter doing those kind of numbers? Like, mm. I came to a show here last time I was here in, I think, uh, June, end of June, and it was um, Hooney against uh, Goodall, mm. right? Really good, like, Australian heavyweight fight. Mm. But it was on pay-per-view on a Wednesday night. And I don't know how many buys it does, 5,000, 10,000, something like that, but, like, how are you going to grow Hooney or develop a fighter I understand the model because the broadcaster is not willing to pay the money so you've got to do it that way but you know, this is this partnership with the zone that we've got yeah which is a much cheaper subscription to watch all our shows globally mm. so i think that that kind of pay-per-view at whatever it is 60 70
1: but i mean that's always fascinating 60 me. bucks 60 bucks yeah it's and it's the same for like rugby league fighters as it is for yeah you know Mayweather. but they did a, i think the rugby league guys did a good job
2: to bring awareness to boxing in Australia. But I just feel like now, now you've actually got some good fighters. Obviously, Cambosis with a win. Tim Zoo's a good fighter. You've got Ebony Bridges won a world title. You've got other females have won a world title. Sky Nicholson, you know, Liam Paro. You've you've actually got good fighters now. Stevie Sparks, if he wins, like... Mm. So I think we can start moving away. Look, I was talking about doing Gallon against Bill Williams. Mm, I'm not saying I, I, I won't do footballer fights. I just feel like you're at a tipping point now yeah. where there is a genuine interest in you've the got, Australian you've got the boxing. Yeah, you, you have, you have. And satisfying. I think now yeah. what happens is it's a bit like cricket, you know, as the audience changes, you if you want to bring in a new audience and new attention, 2020 cricket really did that. Mm. You know, test match cricket just wasn't really the right product mm. for the new age audience.
1: Well, that's out of the ashes, no one really exactly. Cares. But if you bring
2: people in with twenty twenty they'll fall in love with the game and then they'll actually enjoy a test match cricket. Yeah. It's a bit the same with YouTube boxing or, you know, the footballers. Is They go in, they oh well, wow. oh, I, I don't really know anything about boxing. Watch a boxing. Oh, it's good, this boxing, isn't it? Yeah. Next thing, you're watching Tim Zhu. You know, then you're watching Hooney. Then you're watching um, Liam Paro. Then, so I think they've done a really good job. But for me, the focus is more on the boxing and grassroots, you know, from the bottom to the top. So grassroots all the way up to the elite level of the game. And you've got good amateurs here as well. Uh, boxing australia does a good job and and that's really the key Mm. the progression if you can start unearthing a couple of olympic gold medalists that can go on and you will do because there's no reason why you shouldn't
0: yeah how do you go coming into different markets using australia as an example and like we've got we're friends with the dudes from no limit who have sort of done a lot to basically bring boxing back to Mm. the sort of forefront of people's interest here how do you go moving into different markets and do you, like do you give a shit about stepping on toes or is it like do you try and sort of be you know, yeah well cordial we come in we actually come, come we actually come in peace here, yeah,
2: um I don't often in all honesty, <laughs> like when I went into America, I pissed everybody off like, yeah. and and yeah. I don't know whether it's a right tactic or not, but I'm just gonna be myself, you know, we had a big budget, we went in, and I was probably a bit obnoxious and but over here well we're not really i'm not like I'm not actively looking to take over Mm. I'm looking to take part Mm. and of course we want to dominate wherever we go we like we like to win but I really like the guys you know Matt Rose and those guys like I've known him for a long time I think he actually does a brilliant job here Mm -hmm. I think I don't mean to sound arrogant but a lot and I think he he may agree with this a lot of what they do is based upon what they've seen us do in bigger shows and I you know like I copy UFC, like I, yeah. I say to all our guys, watch UFC, and I, yeah. they probably say, look at match because I look at the graphics and I look at the press conferences and I think. He looks like one of our shows, which is a compliment to them, you know, and I think, like, I think they've done a fantastic job, you know, Tasman fighters, Dean Lonergan's been around a long time, Angelo DiCarlo's a character, like, you need all those people in boxing, because without that competition, Mm. and everyone's trying to outdo everyone, I mean, no one really likes each other, (laughs) when I came and met everyone, I was like, sat down with everyone, I'm not saying who said what, but it's not really like, you know, you don't want to work with him, but that's the same with any boxing market around the world, so, Look, no limit do a brilliant job. Um, Tasman, Angelo, uh, Dean, like the and I think it's important to stay. There's no reason to to fall out. We want to sign the best Australian talent, no doubt about no, that. No. And we've got a really strong stable. There's other Australian fighters we'd love to sign that are contracted to those guys. Yeah, We're not yeah. looking to nick them. Yeah. But yeah. of course, you know, we we have something that's different to other promoters. We have a global. Platform and a global schedule, mm. so we can promote these guys in big shows in Australia, in London, in Vegas, at Madison yeah. Square Garden. It's quite it's quite unique yeah. opportunity. Do you for think fighters. that's
0: why you have to be like maybe more boisterous going to like a US market because it's just bigger and there's it's maybe yeah, more it's, like Yeah, you've gotta it's louder. Swing your dick a little yeah, bit. And try and yeah, yeah, you,
2: you do. And I think like when I went into America, people criticised us for oh, you know. You came out, you told everyone about your big budget. You should have really gone in uh, under the radar. Fuck under the radar. (laughs) Who likes under the radar? That's not me. You know, over here, but because I'm not looking to come here and do 12 shows a year and, like, I don't really need to do that. Mm. Our brand is big enough to have the credibility to come here. And also, I guess I've matured a little bit. Because when I did go into America, I did go in, I say pissing in the wind, but, like, i thought that i understood the market better than i did mm. yeah and i'm um, i was a, probably a little bit naive to think that i could go to new york and to la and to texas and think it was all just like london yeah you know and that's one thing i've learned is that you have to understand the local market mm. and we're learning that all the time you know i come here last night been walking around this morning yeah you know, like, you know, but i'm <laughs> saying you know i want to see more visibility on the streets you know, we've seen like we're going to be sold out on saturday but we've seen a huge amount of ticket sales in the last three or four days mm. so okay you guys buy a bit later mm. yeah you know yeah. wherever in the uk they buy on the first day of sale and you really? don't really sell a lot yeah i, I don't <laughs> know whether they're more organized or what but <laughs> no, we yeah,
1: buy later yeah, yeah, yeah but that's, really that's yeah
2: that's different mm. to the uk i mean you still sell on Fight week yeah you know but we've got i don't know three or four hundred tickets left. And oh, I don't reckon know.
1: I've bought a
0: pay-per-view more than like 45 uh, uh, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah 45 yeah. That, like, minutes pa- is pushing yeah. Yeah. Paper, yeah.
2: Pay-per-view is one thing, tickets is another thing, but you know... Yeah, tickets, uh, sorry. But, tickets but again, again, I think... People are used to always being able to get tickets yes. for Australian shows. Mm. So it's not they never like... never selling. <laughs> no, yeah, but, but basically. <laughs> basically, I mean, yeah, I went again, yeah. I went to the Huni fight. Mm. Like, it was, you know, it's a small... For, for a fight of that magnitude, mm. it's not easy to sell tickets.
1: Yeah. This is a, a new market, you know? It's no secret that Australians are, like, sport mad. Like, if you look at the AFL and then rugby league, it's basically split down the middle of the country, but both sports, like, punch massively above their weight. Do you think boxing can get some momentum going where it becomes, like it taps into how sport mad Australians are. I think it's- Do you think that's ever a possibility? Will will it always no, be a it's, bit it's niche? It's all based around the
2: talent, Yeah. right? So what you need is, you need a superstar. Mm. Right, how much do you look like Christian Bale, by the way? Has anyone ever said that to you before? I mean, look, you're not as handsome as Christian Bale. Well, Who do you always I was, get?
0: No, no, you always
1: I get, get um, uh, Jake, Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. So I'll take it. All right,
2: though.
0: mate. I mean, <laughs> he's absolutely
2: loving life, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> Christian yeah, Bale, yeah, yeah most. you yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, look yeah. like Jake Christian Bale. Bale? What bat? He's going no, to have yeah, like much yeah, the rest Giner. of his elite coping get around. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there, But you need a superstar. You know, you need. And, you know, Tim Zoo probably isn't quite
1: good enough like I don't not like, enough panache do you think or is it great or in, for, or, I think what he's done for Australian mean,
2: boxing has been brilliant but you need you need an Anthony Joshua right mm-hmm. you need and, and they're so rare you need a Kenan Alvarez you know yeah. you going back to Tim Zoo going back you know uh, sorry uh, Costa Zoo like you need a guy who can dominate globally mm. and you need a guy where the younger generation wanna be like that individual and it, it grows grassroots boxing it increases participation. You've got fighters now that can compete on a world level and win world titles. So mm. that's gonna help, but you need, like if you're gonna become a big sport, the, the other benefit you guys have got is the funding from state governments, like it's quite unique. Mm. Like we don't get any funding in the UK for, really? for events. You've got Haney Cambosis, Melbourne government yeah. want to pump 4 million into yeah. that yeah. and yeah. to the rematch. which well, they all bid no. with each other. To
1: get the role they but they're
2: paying for the rematch which really like not being funny like <laughs> the first one no fair. but it's not the same we were at the
0: first one yeah. we were like i
2: know <laughs> but but amazing mm. that the government want to. but and if we come over and bring Anthony joshua or Leonardo alvarez you know there's going to be funding for that so you you've got a, a government that want to bring big events here mm. so you need world level operators in terms of talent need to bring consistent big events. I remember watching Horn against Pacquiao mm. from the UK thinking, "Oh hell, wow. Mm. That is unbelievable. Pacquiao in, in, you know, in in the Sun Corp. You know, mm. and and he, and he ends up winning. Mm.
1: You know, That's and I feel like welcome. Horn,
2: you know, you had a bit of a chance there with Horn, and he, yeah, he done a great job, but you need consistent performers and someone yeah. that can dominate and and characters as yeah, well. Yeah, that
1: I was going to ask. How important do you think is having a character to that to being yeah. a global sensation so you important. know like yeah. anthony joshua has got like a nice smile he's yeah. big he's brash he's like cocky I mean, but look superhuman. he looks yeah, superhuman yeah. he's got this look this feel like you know like brock jarvis for example yeah. very good looking like yeah. it's something like how much of that goes into so important but also superstar. how they're built you know in terms of their profile
2: so like with aj the first thing we did was aligned him with under armor Next thing, he's on in every store globally. Mm. You know, he's on billboards on Times Square. He's in London. He's in Tokyo. You know, signs up with Beats. He's on all the billboards everywhere. You need brands to carry those guys forward. So, you know, if a Tim zoo was fronting up a campaign for, I don't know, Gatorade or Powerade or Luke's, you know, and it, all of a sudden he's all across Australia, mm. that's the art of promotion. But you've got to have that look. Like, again, going back to Brock, not saying Brock's going to get, a massive glo- global deal with Powerade, but he's the kind of kid that if he comes through, mm. you know, beats Liam Paro, fights for the world title, mm. you can at least imagine him. You know, on doing. The front, I could see him in like Cabin Klein's. Put it out there for yeah. sure. You for know? sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but that's really, you know, you need. The problem is with boxing is it's down the pecking order of so many sports in, in many different markets. You know, yeah. in the UK now it's actually probably top five, mm. but you go to America and it's like you know basketball, baseball. American football ice hockey, college football college baseball college yeah and, and yeah, then yeah, UFC yeah. and then it's like boxings down there so but over here obviously it's hugely dominated by the, by by your football and also cricket and, and other sports and you know but again it's just it's just about talent and I think you've got a lot of fighters now that are going to be fighting for world titles and, and with people like us using Australian fighters around the world in, in big fights in big platforms mm. you know I, I think it has lots of potential. <laughs>
0: When you've got, like, I guess when you talk about boxing being sort of lower down the rung with the other sports generally, one of the knocks on, I guess, boxing is, like, just having the best fight the best mm. sometimes. Like, and, you know, you had it with uh, Floyd and Pacquiao. And then, obviously, Joshua's off losses now, but there's the, oh, there's been the fury, Joshua, yarn, mm-hmm. and then it was on. And I saw an interview with you where you were like, fuck – Sometimes it's when you least expect it to happen is Mm. when it's potentially going to happen. But then you've got Tyson Fury's old man on Instagram being like, it's fucking off, it's done. And you're like, what's... It seems like sometimes it's... Boxing can't get out of its own way when you're trying to get these big fights together. What is your perspective on that and trying to get these fights done? You
2: you know, you look at the UFC model with Dana White. I'm incredibly jealous of that model because basically you're just told who you're fighting. (laughs) So you sign a contract and you fight... You get your money, and you fight. You know, so it's like just let you know you're fighting June the thirteenth, and you're fighting him. Mm. Okay, see you there. I'd win. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but (laughs) it's like depends if you came (laughs) as Batman. (laughs) You know what I mean? But but it's like so. But in boxing, the frustrating thing is, and promoters get the bad rap sometimes. Mm. But we, you have to understand, we want to make great (laughs) fights. Like we want to make big fights, big shows, sell tickets, drive pay per view, do big numbers. But you're dealing with an advisor, a trainer, a lawyer, you know, and ultimately a very difficult people. I mean, Tyson Fury, all of a sudden we're negotiating, it's going very well and comes out on Instagram and says, you've got to sign it by the end of tonight. <laughs> Otherwise it's off. And it's like, what? And now he's, he's fighting Derek Chisora. Yeah. This is two weeks on. Yeah. They still haven't got the fight. So why did we have a deadline two weeks ago? Yeah. And now you're still negotiating with Derek Chisora. But anyway. Also, so
0: why would he fight someone like Chisora? Like, this
2: is a, it's a trilogy.
0: The, but that's I know.
2: All right? But he's already beat. Like, right? yeah. Because, but that's really, Tyson Fury is the master of deception, mm. right? And, and you know, I still have people. Like, he was in a fight with Deontay Wilder and he was like, I'm going to give my entire purse to the homeless, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I still have people coming up to me going, you know, I like that Tyson Fury. You know, he gave his whole purse to the homeless. I'm like, not only did he not give his purse, he didn't give $1 to the homeless. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, I'm thinking, but like just now people are like looking at the Instagram. He's yeah. like, I'm retired. I'm fighting Joshua. Now yeah. I'm fighting Chizora yeah. And they're like, what? He's just, I don't know. He's all over the all place. Over the but place. He's a, you go back to characters and yeah. profile. He's a great, I mean, look, I met him. I was going to sign him. And we were in Monaco probably four years ago. And this is when he was 27 stone. Like he at was, his, you know, at he had his, his worst, big problem. Yeah. yeah. And I was sitting here looking at him and I just thought, mate, you will never lace up a pair of gloves again. Yeah. I mean, he made me look like Brock Jarvis. <laughs> <Jobs. You laughs> I mean? And I'm looking at him and then fair play to him. Like what he's done to come back is incredible. Mm. Like incredible. So, but I feel like going back to your question, boxing gets a, a tough rap sometimes because it does make great fights, but mm. sometimes the bigger fights slip away. The bigger problem is the politics, not just between promoters, but between networks. So obviously I work for DAZN globally, and someone might work for Fox or Showtime or, you know, like similar over here. You know, And, and that, that politics would apply over here. If I've got a big fight that I want to do in Australian boxing, look, we had it recently with Ebony Bridges and Shannon O'Connell. So we wanted to do the fight on DAZN. You know, Matt wanted to do it on Fox. We ended up can't agree a deal. We got a purse bid. I win obviously. But but you know, uh, no but it, it actually in the end the girls win yeah. because they end up making yeah, a lot yeah, more money. Yeah, Men yeah. should have just done a deal in the first place, you know. Yeah. But but so and that's not not working in the best in, in the best interest of boxing. That's just working for the best interest of your company and your, your network. Mm. So you want the best fights on your network. You've got it now with Errol Spence uh, against Crawford. Mm. You know, but now there's no escape. Crawford's a free agent, so that fight should be getting made. But another problem is fighters are vastly overpaid, most of them, in relation to their commercial value. You know, purses are going through the roof, but ticket sales aren't, Mm. pay-per-view numbers aren't, Mm. but it's just the competition between promoters. And that's the same with the purse bid the other day. And like, we're here now, so... Like, No Limits are going to probably be paying more money to fighters because I don't want anyone to go and match room. And we're going to come in and start, you know, we're paying Jarvis and pyro top money and that word will get out. And, yeah. like, so it just keeps raising the bar. Great mm. for fighters, not necessarily great for us. Mm. So I just think that it comes down to, mostly it comes down to if the fighters and the teams want the fight. You you know, have, if, if,
0: is it also, like, in terms of just who you're dealing with, like at the high end of any sport, right? Like but specifically like fight sports, it seems like there's almost screws loose with the Like you've got to be so like narrow focused and extreme. How much do you have to like be aware of that when you're dealing with, I, I mean, I guess dealing with other fighters as you said, there's like lawyers and all this shit that mm. sort of separates you. But with your own fighters, like just dealing with like almost just these very intense athletes. Like yeah. you, how much, how aware Ego. of that are you when Ego. You're I dealing mean, with it? Like having to massage it and be aware. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, earth?
2: I think that um, it's all about personal relationships. But I've had it, you know, had it, I know Eubank Ben fell through, but that fight nearly fell through previously because Eubank wanted to be first on the poster, right? right? Yeah. And then I said to him, let's toss a coin. Like, neither of them are champions. Yeah. And he goes, no, I'm, it has to be Eubank Ben or there's no fight. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> So I go, all right, well, let's toss a coin. And he goes, no. So I go, fuck, okay. Well, can Connor Ben walk second? No. I said, well, can we toss a coin for that? no yes uh-huh. okay, okay. as we go to sign a contract Eubank says I want to walk second as well oh, I'm like Jesus. no no mate we're tossing a coin he went no I've changed my mind It's like fuck so I phone up Conor Ben he goes no way no fucking way I'm, I'm sitting there going oh my god three months I've been working on this fight It's really gonna so at that point I have to go to Conor and say Conor listen to me All right one of you is gonna like lose this fight yeah because he's just and he's completely wrong right yeah. i agree with you but we're gonna lose this fight well we'll lose the fight then well <laughs> i don't no, we can't we can't lose the fight because you're worried about him going first on the poster yeah. so then at that stage it's the personal relationship yeah. for him to trust you enough to go all right we'll do it and in yeah. the end he went oh, "Fucking, i am gone." there then i'm like Ooh. No, and then it didn't even happen anyway no. so it's like all, all that work you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so but that's that's just a, an example yeah. of what we're up against we yeah. end up getting the blame for everything Yeah, I'm generally me but that's like a, a classic moment
1: where a fight can and that might be the same with Crawford against Ben how, how do you keep like calm in those situations because fight sports like more than anything else appear to fights can follow for a myriad of reasons like when do you relax about when a, when a fight's going to go ahead? When they only, when Yeah,
2: literally. I mean, you yeah. saw it last week. You know, it, it is, it's the worst business in the world. <laughs> like I say it like this. Every show has 20 problems, right? Imagine doing one a week, which mm. is what we do. Yeah. So it's just the worst business in the world because i wake up in the morning, turn my phone over, and I've got our US business and all the problems flooding in. And that's before I actually start my day. You know, now we've got Australia, now we've got Italy, Spain, Mexico, all around the world. So it's problem after problem after problem. But we also, well, I love what I do. Mm. But you have to, you know, life's about putting yourself in positions time and time again. That's the same in sport as it is in business. And that's how you improve. That's how you get used to handling situations. When Jarrell Miller failed a drugs test for Anthony Joshua at Madison Square Garden five years ago, Mm. I felt like I was going to crumble to the floor when I got a call. You know, I was like, <laughs> i like to go into another room. And I was like sitting there going, oh, we'd sold out Madison Square Garden. I was like, I just went numb. Now, like the same with last week, dealing yeah. with it, you end up getting a blame, whatever happens. But she's like, okay, you've been here before. It's the same where a fighter makes his ring walk or when a cricketer walks out in front of a massive crowd. Like mm-hmm. you just, you keep putting yourself in positions. So an and experience of dealing with situations is everything. A bit like the Ben you know, ring walk stuff. I've been there before mm. with AJ or with Frotch Groves or with like so many different fights yeah. where you know how to talk to a fighter. You've been here before. It's not like, oh God, I want more. what am I going to say to him? It's like, come here, let's yeah. have a chat about this.
0: How do you deal with someone like, you signed AJ like from when you started, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're sort of like, I don't know exactly the nature of your relationship, but I guess it's sort of like some sort of father figure. Mm. You've been there to see all of this development at the highs and then now like the lows after a loss. What do you do? something like that because obviously there's like the business mind for you where it's like maybe you're not now maybe he's not necessarily the the top draw fighter mm. he was before he lost to Ruiz or to mm. twice but like what do you how do you handle that like the business side of things he's, he's, he's a,
2: a mate really yeah. I mean you know like with all the stuff going on last week with Ben Eubank like he was the first one messaging me mm. saying listen just checking in on you fucking I've seen all this like you're right just yeah. keep keep going mate just like you know and that's that's the relationship we've got he's like sounds cheesy, but he's a inspiring individual, you know, when you're around people with great energy, Mm. you know, and he's one of those guys, like he's amazing what he's achieved and his mindset to keep going. I always feel like it's why you don't really see a lot of people from wealthy backgrounds, making it in boxing. It's a tough, brutal sport. Mm. You got to be cut from a certain kind of cloth. Mm. But what fascinates me with winners, people like Canelo Alvarez, people like Anthony Joshua is when you come from nothing, and then you get it all. How do you keep that fire burning in a sport as tough as boxing? It's like Marvin Hagler said, you know, it's very difficult to get up and do your morning runs when you're wearing silk pyjamas. Mm. It's the greatest line in boxing. Yeah, it is. Because dry. when you've got it all, like Canelo Alvarez used to sell ice pops on the street of Guadalajara. Mm. And he dreamed of being a fighter and winning world championships and having a big house. Well, he's done it all. Mm. So how do you get up at 5 eight in the morning throwing up on your hill springs, then come back, have an hour's sleep, then go and spar 15 rounds. And he's been and flying then,
1: professionally since he was 15. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. then
2: getting your Bugatti and go to your <laughs> 20 million mansion in, yeah. in and, and still have that. That's because you're a winner and because you love what you do. So those guys are, are incredibly inspiring. So for me, I love it when I've got a close relationship with a fighter because one, you want to do more for them and the responsibilities. Nothing better as a promoter when a fighter says, I do, you know, I trust you. So the, you go to him and you say, this is, this is the plan. We've got this, we've got this, we've got this. And they say, whatever you think's best. But as a promoter, to have that responsibility, that trust, that's when you've got a very close relationship. And that's what we got with Anthony Joshua. Mm. You know, we've had him from his professional debut. He believes in us, but he'll still make the decisions. Mm. But, the, you know, there's a trust. That, and that's why, you know, when he lost to Ruiz at MSG, that's when you feel like you, your world's come crumbling down as well. And, you know, when he lost to Usyk recently. Same thing, and he had his little, you know, wobble in the ring and little tear at the press conference. You're all in it together.
0: Mm. Mm. You um, it's it's funny when like you talk about the the Ruiz. I've noticed like you always seem to be quite well composed after in those moments. So after, mm. obviously, like I, I wouldn't expect you to be there fucking crying <laughs> with him, but like you know, like you do. you can yeah. sort of tell. It's like you must be gutted for the mm. guy as well, but you sort of got to sit there and be like, "Well, it's a great fight." No, look, Usyk yeah, looked really yeah. good, and you're like. But it just looks like it must, it must just, burn. Just
2: experience. Yeah. Just as I said earlier, you know. Like, I remember when he got stopped to Ruiz by Ruiz. That was his first defeat. And no and one, no really one expected. expected. No, yeah. no. And I remember sitting there and the worst thing was, I thought to myself, I'm going to wear a tuxedo tonight. <laughs> uh, bow tie, right? So I thought, Madison Square Garden, yeah. my first ever show, yeah. right, at Madison Square Garden, Fuck so up. Up. Yeah. yeah. And up. I look back on those pictures and I think, what a prick you are. You know what I mean? And, uh, and like,
0: because, photo because, me. I know, but I was just like,
2: oh, and I was in the ring after and like, with it on and just, but I, <laughs> I remember when, when he got beat, I was just like, my dad was sitting next to me, he was a, he's a Hall of Fame promoter. Yeah. And I was like, you know, again, I was just, and I went, Fuck. Right, to my dad. And he went, it's a mate, it's boxing. Get in, go on. Like, get in the ring. Right, like, yeah. I'm like, okay. You know, get in the ring and then got to go and do the press conference. And, you know, you're there and you've got Andy Reeves there with his dad and the Mexican flag and all these belts that we've had for, like, yeah. five years. Yeah. And I'm going, you know, a, oh, I'm so, you know, so happy for you. You know, thinking, yeah. oh, And then And then AJ comes up like, And that night I actually walked home. From MSG back to my hotel in Soho, which was like was like two in or three rain, months. I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was just I was just like what private yeah. And every pride. now and again, yeah. you'd you'd I'd stumble across some drunk Brits like going Eddie, <laughs> what's that AJ? He's useless. Whoa, whoa. I'm like oh <laughs> mate, <laughs> I'm like." Yeah. So you, but that's I'm a failed athlete, really. Like I think we all are. Yeah, we'd all love to be a professional sportsman, wouldn't we? But well, we're well, all, what did you, you fail at? I was a good cricketer. You know, okay. I played county cricket, but yeah. I was never like. You'd probably get a run now. Yeah, might have for England. Yeah. <laughs> the way you but go. But if I could have done anything, I would have been a sportsman. Mm. Football, I like, was just never good enough. So being involved in sports is the next best thing. And my dad always said to me, if you can get 1% of the adrenaline that a fighter gets when they walk out, you should be very happy. And I feel like I get... 40 percent 50 percent and in fact when i did katie taylor against amanda serrano at yeah. madison square garden i wore my tuxedo again oh uh, did you Yeah, and the bow tie and we won this
1: yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> but when it was a close decision at the end yeah. i sort of looked down and think i'm <laughs> never yeah were you thinking about the million dollar bet
2: no it's like the thing is with jake paul you never know how so we're at the press conference you know and i knew he pull something like that you know during the week so he's like okay you think you're so confident, you know, I bet all my jewelry, you know, he's got these terrible watches, <laughs> on, like cubic zirconas yeah. everywhere. That you yeah. And he's like, all my diamonds, you know, I bet that. I said, well, what's that, like 50 grand? Like all of went, 50 grand? It's half a million. I was thinking, it's definitely not. But I went, well, why don't we just make it a million then? And he goes, bet. And I went, sorry? <laughs> I was like, I just went, what? And his hands out, right? now I'm thinking... Shit And I think I think Katie Taylor's gonna win But it's a 50-50 You know So I'm like I'm thinking Oh Take the bet But maybe I'll lay it off You know at the same time So he's like So I'm like Yeah well look We'll talk about it And he's like No no bet and now I'm sitting now, and I'm looking out, and it's packed like the crowd of press. I'm like, "Fuck <laughs> it." Well, we'll 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 paper it backstage. You know, we'll get because yeah, yeah, we'll bet. Then I'm like, "Yeah, what?" Um, <laughs> and I just thought, sort of, "Fuck it." And everyone's going, oh, bet, bet. Yeah. And i thought, like, "Fuck it, like that." <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh my god." So then I go back to you. I say, "Because I don't trust him mm. to pay anyway." No. So I said, "Look, let's get a little contract drawn up." You know, and then the commission come on and go, "Guys, like." I really don't think it's a good look like you're the promoters of the show <laughs> you're having a million dollar bet and like people are going to start talking about you know paying judge like well, yeah, when, when, yeah. so we're, so I was like quite happy to go alright well look we'll leave it he's like oh okay are you? and then obviously I won the fight and I was like huh. and everyone's <laughs> like but publicly everyone was like did you get your million and I was like you know what leave it <laughs> like, let him keep it and everyone was like wow everyone's got some money <laughs> you know, know but deep down I was thinking
1: damn What's, what was it like working with Jake Paul? He's like 25. He's a kid in any yeah. yeah. so. Um They're very bright, those guys. You
2: know, I did KSI against Logan Paul. Mm. I mean, Logan Paul, his brother, is really, really sharp. Like, super smart. I mean, have you seen him in WWE? Unbelievable. He's like a legit like, he's a, yeah, but WWE he's a, Yeah, but he's an incredible athlete. Yeah. Full stop. KSI. You know, any kid that starts his own YouTube channel, the next thing's got a number one hit. You know he's boxing Floyd Mayweather. He's, I mean, that's yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, they're mm. they're really clever guys. Jake's Jake's also bright, but he's a little bit more wackier. Mm. But you need to be wacky in boxing. He genuinely thinks he's a world class fighter. Like he thinks so that's he, not bullshit. No, he comes up to me at that fight and he's going, you know, I beat Canelo. And I was like, and I looked at, him. I was looking for his mic, you know, because I thought maybe he wants to capture a bit of this for social yeah, content. Yeah, yeah. And he's not wearing one. And I'm like, I'm looking for a camera, and there's no camera. I went, what? And he went oh, i will beat your boy canelo haveras i'm oh, like Jesus. mate you are because he's got all these guys in the gym like telling him he's you know he, and he's not but he didn't like it because i said to him you're average yeah he's i've like, never what? seen an interview with that I said, that's a compliment like there's a 95 percent burning. of fighters yeah are average yeah but i'm and he like he's better than some pro fighters like that. And I thought that was a big compliment, but he didn't. He didn't like it. <laughs> he didn't no. Love it. No.
0: no, but again, though, like you try when you're both co-promoting co-promoting a fight, it's like you're an established promoter yeah. and you've been doing this for a long fucking time. Yeah. Like dealing with a child, essentially yeah. relative to you. Like, do you just find yourself being like, "What the fuck"?
2: But you fuck? just use him. Yeah. You know, he used us. We mm. use him. Mm. You know, I, I can bring the credible boxing audience. He can bring, you know, different kind of audience you know hopefully people that tune in to watch that fight who wouldn't traditionally do that as well so he has a massive platform Mm. very powerful messaging so actually worked really well you know you've got us working hard on the sort of traditional this is one of the great boxing fights of all time historic nights Mm. at madison square garden and him with his crazy antics and different audience. Mm. And, and it did huge numbers, that fight, And would, he was a part of it.
1: Would you do any more of that YouTube stuff? Or Probably you not. Like, it, it
2: was... I mean, look, the numbers were massive. I did it at Staples Center in Los Angeles. We sold out Staples Center. Did like 2 million pay-per-view buys globally. Jesus Christ. Uh, I, just, I just felt uncomfortable, you know? Like, I don't know. It was at like the press conference and started talking about each other's mums and stuff like that yeah I'm like, right oh. is it a bit lame and i was like i was, like, I was just, just sort of like melting yeah. at the stage what's your old man think about that He just i mean he's a, he's a boxing traditionalist. he's just getting his head round female <laughs> fighters of which he he loves now because yeah. but when i first signed katie taylor he was like come on son women <laughs> don't fight you know like that's but yeah, that's, that's, that's what a, you're up against yeah. that, that audience and now once he's experienced it he's like wow but again but it's the numbers, like you know, we'd, we'd finish a press conference, and I'd look at the numbers from the press conference and think, like that audience is just huge. Massive. That's why KSI has number one hits. You know, he, that's why Logan Paul is in the WWE, getting millions, mm. millions of dollars.
0: Did that, uh, like, sort of translate to your own notoriety being more? Like, so I feel like you're more recognizable than the actually. Brand, right? It worked like, well for me because yeah.
2: now you know I'm going. If I pick up my daughters from school. They're all like, the kids are all over me because they know me from Jake Paul KSI. Like, do you know KSI? Do you know KSI? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's like, wow. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I've been promoting (laughs) Anthony Joshua and all the Canelo Alvarez. And, you know, now you want to talk to me about KSI. (laughs) KSI. So it's been part of the the method behind the Matrim brand has been, and I don't mind saying it, has been building my brand. Mm. Because I look at WWE, I look at UFC, and everyone's got a figurehead. Yeah. So they're not always totally dependent on talent. Talent's still key in whatever you do, but when you when I say to you, tell me five things about UFC or five things about MMA, mm. you go UFC, Dana White. It's probably the first two things yeah. or Conor McGregor. Yeah. You know, and that's you know Joe Rogan probably gets it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I say WWE, you go or oh, wrestling, you go WWE, Vince McMahon. You know, yeah. And in boxing, probably I come in the top five, right? Yes. But but and that's really the aim. Because I need to come to Australia and people go, oh Eddie Hearn, Matchroom. I'll go to that because I've seen their shows around the world, and that's how you expand globally as a business by having a credible reputation for quality events. And 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 you know we push my profile, yeah, still push the fighter profiles, but it's important for me to be the guy banging the drum globally wherever we go.
0: Do you think that uh, has led to like other promoters? Getting like you getting under their skin a little bit. Oh, I know, time, like yeah. I think just recently I heard Ludabella talking shit oh. about you on Joe uh, on Ariel Hawan. Yeah, I know you've had like, uh, but Bob they don't Arum and stop. Shit. They like, don't
2: stop. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like Ludabella, Leonard Ellaby, he's the other guy. Oh yeah, yeah. he's Mayweather's. Is that yeah, Mayweather's May Yeah, hates me. Hates me. Hates me. <laughs> but <laughs> but wasn't the there chatter about you fighting each other? or something? Yeah, but like <laughs> I don't know because I can't. I had a couple of amateur fights when I was young, but I'm pretty terrible. Yeah, but problem is you never know if one of these guys can actually fight. Yeah, like he's like. He's in his mid-50s, but if he not... Like I said to my dad, I went, Dad, I reckon me versus Ellaby. It's a big fight. He went, Ed. He went, you're useless. He went, you'll get knocked out. I said, yeah, but if it's 10 mil, you know, i oh. He said, it don't matter. He said, no amount of money. Yeah. If you get knocked out, you're done. Yeah. Like, your credibility... I'm yeah. like, all oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. But, but, like, they just... In, in America, they don't understand sarcasm. Like, we no. were Brit. talking about yeah. that yesterday. It. Have no we love psychics, and same right? mirror, So, so right. i had done an interview and someone asked me why does Landelle be not like you? And I said, I was in a funny mood, I said, probably he's a bit jealous because 'cause I'm very likely to be the next James Bond.
0: It's right? <laughs> only a stupid
2: <laughs> line. So he's come out and done an interview and gone, nah, and like he honestly, like, how does he think he's gonna he's never even done a film.
1: <laughs> like, how's he <laughs> like, gonna I'm like, yeah, oh, right. mate, no, yeah, no, what you like, Go back to sleep, right? And
2: I no, said, so, I went at him the other day. He was, like, moaning about something. And I just came out and said, mate, you, how can you talk about doing big shows? I said, all you ever did was carry Floyd Mayweather's strap, You know, <laughs> and he went mental. I mean, he said that he was going to stomp me out. <laughs> like, you know, and recently, I was at a Canelo Triple G fight. I was, like, walking around the Vegas. They're like, are you bothered about bumping into Lennon I was like, no, <laughs> fuck him. I was, like, walking around casino, like going... Yeah. A little bit of extra security in yeah, the wings. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so they, they really don't like me. But I feel like... People love that at the same time. They do love like, that shit. And, and some people go, oh, it's stopping you making fights. But at the end of the day, it's keeping a conversation going. Mm. You know, the conversation must never sleep mm. about your fighters, about the sport, about boxing, whether that's beef with another promoter, whether that's the fighters hating on each other. Like, the conversation
1: keep has to keep evolving. If you're in a room with, like, a Lennon Ellaby looking to get a fight off the ground, would there be chirp in the room? Or is that all just... Yeah, them? They no, nah, they...
2: Yeah, they really don't like, like, to be (laughs) honest, it is detrimental sometimes to making fights, like, because if two promoters like each other, it's much easier to make a fight. Like, it would be very hard for me to, like, we were going to do Haney Cambosas. I had Haney. Mm. And basically, the Bella really blocked me from doing a deal. and, And Devin had to take the deal with ESPN. To get the fight with Cambosis, right?
1: So that's what I was trying to work yeah. out. Yeah, because Debelo had Cambosis.
2: Yeah, and they wouldn't do the deal because it was like a global TV deal for the opponent, and he wouldn't sell it to the Zone because the wanted different markets. And but really, it was like half was that, and half was like fuck
0: Eddie. So huh? then, did you let Devin go? Yeah, of course, so he could because I,
2: it? I wanted. To, I, I I was being with Devin for the last four years. He won the world title with us. He made a fortune with us. Mm. But he always wanted to be undisputed. And he sort of come to me and said, "Look, I don't want to leave you guys." Like I said, mate, you're not going to get the fight with us. So go and take your two fights on ESPN, and then we'll talk, and I'll, you know we'll come back. But we always dreamed of being undisputed together. Yeah, you know, and it was a bit, it was a kicking the nuts. No, but I'm not I'm never going to stop a fight again. And, like you can't just turn around at that point and go no. Mm. You can't do that. Like that's mm. a that's an arsehole. Will so, you go
0: watch him fight on the weekend? Or you, uh, you, I won't.
2: I mean, it's it's early morning, isn't it? On the Sunday, so yeah. probably not. Probably stay here and get some raising in Gold Coast. If it, you know, we don't get a lot of sun, but <laughs> no. you know, not really. Yeah. But I, I, and, and I think he went like it's, the first fight wasn't overly entertaining, and uh, he'll it'll no. be the same. He's Thanks just very good. Like he's very good at what he does. You yeah. know.
0: Just back to you know, you're talking about. Uh, like, I guess your old man's reactions and mm. all that sort of stuff. What was it like coming up under your old man and sort of his, uh, you know, reputation and everything like that? Mm. Was there, a, were you always, I know you said you want to be a, a cricketer. Was there ever like, were you ever earmarked? Were you always earmarked for this role? Like in terms yeah, of the oh, family yeah, business? When were I really left
2: college, I went out and worked for a sports management company. I used to represent golfers on the European tour and PGA yeah. tour, because I didn't really want to work for him. Yeah. Like growing up, I was kind of always known as just like Barry's boy. You know, like I used to be at the shows since I was seven. Yeah. So I'd be in the change room. I'd be carrying belts out. I'd just get get everywhere. Shane you know? McMahon. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and it was like, but he he came from nothing, and obviously I came. He, he wasn't, you know, super wealthy when I was mm. growing up, but I was I came from a privileged background. But he just like beasted me because he hated sort of sport kids. Mm. So he was like my growing up. The mentality we had was winning, 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 right? Not taking part, taking part, taking part. There was mm-hmm. no fluff. Mm-hmm. It was like, "How many runs did you get today, son? Six? <laughs> Useless. Yeah. What's the matter with you? you know, yeah. Get out there and smash them tomorrow." Yeah, okay, yeah, tons on yeah, 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 it was, and yeah, and that was really like you don't get given anything. Although, again, you know, I, I had a great upbringing. It was like. You know, it was just like you got to go now. You got to clean my shoes before you do that. You know, because he was petrified of me. So, like the the it's it's a very strong working class mentality of just relentless grind, mm. really. And that's really what got him to where he was. So, growing up, that's really you know, and I, I, I sort of looked at him. And, I, and growing up, I never could tell people quick enough that I was Barry Hearn's son. But I guess when I got sort of through my teenage years, mm. you start to think. You actually gonna? How do you achieve something in your own name with a really successful dad? Well, mm. you got to outperform him. And now we joke because people call him Eddie Hearn's dad, you know. <laughs> and it's like he's my best mate. So we have band like. Yeah, but yeah. growing up, I was just like nobody even knew my name. Yeah, I was just his yeah, son. Yeah. Yeah. And now
0: people, are, oh, you're Eddie Hearn's
2: dad. And I love it. We love it. <laughs> was know? there but
0: a point? Was there a point where like? you earned his like respect in the business world where there was a, you yeah, know I mean? Like it, trying to get it, I assume. Would have yeah, been it was of those
2: probably, um, I mean, I'd, when we signed Audley Harrison, I went back into boxing and I told him, you know, we were going to go out, he was going to win the European title and I was going to get him a shot at the world heavyweight title. And he was like, and I did it, you know, it was a bit of a disaster because he lost for the world heavyweight title. But then there was a moment when we did George Groves against Carl Froch in Manchester and it was quite a controversial ending. And I did the rematch at Wembley Stadium, which is our national stadium. Mm-hmm. And I phoned him up. I said, I've just been to Wembley. Like, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it there. And he just went,
1: Fuck that.
2: It holds 80,000." Yeah. He went, Don't even you're mad. I mm-hmm. said, Dad, honestly, I've seen online. Like, I just feel like this fight is huge. And he's like, mate, you're on you're on your own, son. But and I sold it out in the first day. And I think after that, he was like, oh, you crack on then. Yeah, just, yeah, you know, yeah. And he loves yeah, it because yeah. he pulled out of boxing many years ago, moved into darts, which has now come over as well. Yeah, it's huge yeah, yeah. in the UK because boxing was a, a complete ball ache for him. So he pulled out of boxing and now he just watches me battling with his old foes, mm. you know, Frank Warren, Bob Arum, Don King. These are people he was... Hustling with and, and fighting with every day, yeah. and now he just like watches me going, God son, go on. I love that interview with Bob Arum. He hates you. Go on, keep going. Like, Thanks, Dad. Like yeah. losing hair and like, you know. Like, like, he's just like keep going. Send me the checks. You know,
1: <laughs> what what made you get into boxing? If he'd left the sport, was that was it's that just sort, sort of fascination like fascination growing up, like yeah. as
2: a kid, you know, like getting into change rooms, watching fighters win, lose, cry. You know, I've seen some amazing things some amazing nights I've seen some terrible things you know terrible moments that will stay with me and haunt me forever because I've been there you know I've been in changing rooms when fighters are getting you know resuscitated when fighters are getting taken to hospital like and as a 10 or 11 year old like you remember those moments and like it's just I just find the sport so thrilling there's nothing like it I mean it it doesn't make sense sport you know sometimes i'll go on national tv in the uk and we'll be debating you know, there'll be you know a, a, a head specialist or a concussion expert yeah, yeah, yeah. and how do you actually justify it yeah you know and, and you do because it actually changes so many lives like you have to understand about the opportunities it provides for people mm. and if you look at the safety of the sport actually it is getting better compared to other sports, but it's still tough to justify. Mm. Because when you talk about the dangers of rugby or downhill skiing, like the aim of boxing ultimately is to defeat your opponent and to to land blows on, yeah. And so, but, and it's very tough to explain to people unless you've been in it and
0: you've seen it and you've
2: touched it and you've realized how great the sport is.
0: Mm. And where'd your mentality come from? Or like your, I guess your, new age approach to boxing where you know it's sort of like keep the conversation going 24 7 mm. like that's very much the sort of modern media mm. I guess world was that always was, did you learn that somewhere is that no? We, we were up? the first to do it yeah. but
2: it just seemed natural you know probably just time in bit of luck that we grew with that social media age I and mean, my dad always says you're so lucky like when I was promoting we'd have to go down to like the train station and just like put up posters on like on the yeah. walls mm. you can reach 1.3 million people with one tweet like yeah. it's amazing but he said but the downside of that is you have to listen to the criticism and to the opinions all the time because I've never been one and when we got so big and I got all those followers I never sort of turned it off and went guys you you handle those accounts I do yeah. everything but I read too much because I'm passionate Yeah, you know so I'd get, you know, i go into my DMs. Do and you I'd respond? Read, yeah, like, sometimes, you yes, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Does this it bloke the you? other day he was like, I, I shouldn't really do it, you know, but you go in it now and again, and he's like, and it, he's been doing it for months. He's just like, you Oh, really? And I looked at him and he was like, and I think it was like, something like Dave's engineering services or something like that on his Twitter. And he had like three followers and I just bit, you no, know, I went back, I went, I went, you just keep cracking on, mate, with Dave's fucking engineering <laughs> you, you loser. I'm like that, and he's like, he comes back, he's like, all right, mate, all right. <laughs> no need to be like that. I'm oh, like, yeah, you he, sent me he, three months uh, of a beer, yeah. you sh- I shouldn't really buy it. but you're passionate about yeah, it. And yeah. they wouldn't say it down the street, <laughs> no. they'd ask you for a photo. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. like, yeah, but I, I do read <laughs> too not. much, but again, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you're really being part of that conversation, you can't just take, you know, you do a great show, you get yeah. compliments great oh great you cut and then you do something wrong or you do a shit show mm. you've got to take the rough the smooth. does it affect you though any of
1: that shit yeah
2: not as much as it used to yeah like so you have rough week we had a rough week last week with you bank yeah. ben and like it's just you know like again people reaching out are you okay you know i'm like yeah but i appreciate that and i think that's important actually i think that conversation of especially men reaching out to mm. men saying just checking in on you like you okay because it's a it is an interesting talking point mm. but the answer is yeah, I'm really okay, mm. you know. But we go again. Yeah. Like, that's just the mentality. And you know, you get kicked in the nuts, and like you know, boxing a bit like having a fight. You know, like last week I getting beaten up, and I sort of go home and I just think,
1: fuck. <laughs> <hell.">
2: <laughs> Same like the Canelo Alvarez, Anthony Joshua. Story. I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. You know, but I want to win, mm. and I'll beat everyone. And I ain't stopping for you. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's the mentality. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. You know, you get the criticism, you bounce back, you go again.
1: Yeah, I read somewhere that you were like, oh, who knows, maybe I'll retire at 50. Yeah, I don't want that... to do this. That's one thing for sure, because I look at these
2: people like Warren and Aram. Arum's
1: 91. Oh, right? We like, saw mate, we like, him, like, we I saw know, him. listen, respect in to him, right? Because yeah. the long...
2: But, mate, he's doing interviews. Fucking dad, the fucking Eddie Hearn. And I'm watching him going, mate, you need to get to a beach quick <laughs> yeah. with a nice cigar yeah. and a margarita and yeah. end off. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it. Stop. Because I'm doing it. I, I, it puts you in a bad mood, right? Because <laughs> you're dealing with arseholes all the time. You're dealing with aggravation. He's got to listen to me, yeah, doing an interview. Yeah. He's probably thinking, fuck that 43 year old. What does he know about box up? 91. I did yeah. the thriller in Manila, the rumble in the yeah, jungle. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, but you don't want to be like, but I understand if you've got a passion for what you do, it's hard to walk away. But this sport, mate, draining, mm. drains the life out of you. So, probably 50. Seven more years. Yeah. And I'll go. Like people go, you won't. I will, mate. You won't see me, mate. I don't you know, I've given my life to the business, really. My dad's still going, he's seventy four. Built built the business from under a you know stair cupboard in Romford, right? Mm-hmm. And he loves it every day. But you know, we're not you know, just because my dad did it doesn't mean I've got to do it. And I often say to him, like, there's more to life. But it's hard. You know, it's hard to make that decision to walk away. But you know, it is. People think that you know, oh, you know, you're successful and you got this and you got that, but mate, it's a daily grind, mm. and there's struggles in everything. Doesn't matter how successful you are. It's like Anthony Joshua. People look at him and go, "Wow!" And you see him break down at a press conference, and it's like, "Oh wow, yeah, yeah, he's struggling." Yeah, and like you know, like yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. got struggles. Doesn't so, matter whether so, you've got possible. no job or you're making three hundred million a year. Everyone's got their struggles.
1: Yeah, seriously. We're
0: talking about the obviously like the you know you've got Dave's fucking engineering up your ass. Yeah, yeah. But there's also like, and I didn't know this until you, Eddie showed me today. But like, there's an there's a page called Out of Context. No context. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, context. Yeah, yeah, no context. Yeah, yeah. context no no, no, that mate. is fucking but, but that's been massive. Like, people still think I created it. You know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. it's this
2: guy called Andy who messaged me years ago. He's yeah. like, look, I love your interviews. Yeah, I'm gonna start this No Context home Do you mind? Mm-hmm. I'm like this fucking lunatic how big is that going to be anyway next thing 200,000 400,000 a million followers and it's like everywhere and everyone's using it yeah, yeah. but again like the Jake Paul stuff I get people coming up to me now going oh you're the Instagram guy yeah. I'm like no I'm the boxing promoter yeah well, so that's what got me onto you like I know. years ago I'm like yeah, this is I fucking I, <laughs> I was hung over on the
1: couch just scrolling getting funnier and funnier so
2: I embraced that I never take myself too seriously yeah. like but the guy I come out he said look now I want to do a merchandise range and mugs and stuff like this with your quotes, I went. Now hold on, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a step too is, far. Now, yeah. So I said twenty five percent to the local children's hospice. Next thing, he sent them a check for like fifteen grand. I'm oh like, shit! Hold on, man, that's only twenty five percent. This guy's making a fortune. You know. So, <laughs> but it's been again. That's been. It's just part of like the brand, the yeah. life, like the laugh. Because it's like we're all just out to have
0: fun and, and a
2: laugh. And I, th- I think just don't take yourself too seriously.
0: Definitely. um I in wrapping up, we appreciate your time. Um, we were trying to work out. You got a day named after you or something in Fresno oh, mate, or some bullshit. Funny story. What happened? So,
2: and then did they take it away from you? No. So I did a show in Fresno, California, right? And my team comes to me and says, look, the mayor's here. And the mayor wants to officially announce Saturday the day of a show. I can't remember that. October the 22nd as Eddie Hearn Day. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking Martin Luther King Day. I think right? so. I'm thinking this is unbelievable, and they're all laughing. I'm going no, genuinely, this is unbelievable, <laughs> right? So I've gone up to him. I've gone thank you, like to the mayor. Thank you. He's given me a plaque, right? 22nd of October, 2019 and, uh, or whatever it was. 20 Eddie Hearn Day, Fresno. I'm like, <laughs> so I've turned out. I've come off the stage. I went. It's unbelievable. I went. We'll have to do a show in Fresno every Eddie Hearn day. And they went, oh no, it's only for this year. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it passed. Like the next day, it got forever. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, no, obviously every Saturday, October 22nd in Fresno is Eddie Eddie Hearn day. No. No. Just, Tomorrow. That's I'm how like, they usually oh, work. Yeah.
0: Well, I thought it was, yeah, exactly. That's it's how now your work. day
1: forever. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, not, not just today. No. No. Yeah,
2: of course. I mean, Martin Luther King Day wasn't just one day. You know, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm as big as Martin Luther no, King. No, no, but no. Sure.
1: Surely it's close. But in <laughs> <laughs> Fresno, maybe. <laughs> if <laughs> I said
2: that to Leonard Ellivan, he would oh, go yeah, out that and that go. This fucking yeah.
0: guy. Well, maybe we make today Eddie Hearn Day. Why not? Thank you. October 11th. Is it 11? October 11th. Yeah, October
1: the 15th for the first show. That can be. Yeah, okay. We'll do that. We'll do that. Just for this year. We can do that. How do you. What are your hopes for the Ashes next year? How are you feeling? Do you know what? I think, like, the, I think what's, sad,
2: what's sad about the Ashes is growing up, like, it was everything. Like, as a kid that was playing cricket, like, mm. I go back to, like, me growing up, Ian Botham, and like, I look at your team, right, when I was growing up, like, Shane Warne, like, who I knew pretty well, uh, like, you know, um, like, Mark War, Steve War. like, pointing. I'm talking about, yeah, but... um Glenn McGrath, you know, like top, top bowlers. Even like before that, Merv Hughes, Mm -hmm. like great characters. And I just feel that, and again, like with cricket, I just feel like sports become a little bit robotic. Mm. And you've lost like the characters, like even Premier League football. You hear the stories like Manchester United players that were going out on Friday night and turning up like Brian Robson, Norman Wrightside, like great players. Like we've hangovers. Probably. Yeah, Bosnich was right. He was right, like yeah. yeah. he wasn't just hungover. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but like, but so, and I'm not saying that that's what athletes should do. But like, when you go back to those cricket days, mm. that was wild. Like you imagine the Aussies back then. Oh, like when I mean rock star shit, sort of just. But isn't know. that like? And I just feel like those characters, like I can't really name now, more than a two or three Aussie cricketers and I just feel like cricket's lost a little bit of that it's all sport has I think in a way so, because yeah. it's become it's become a lot of money you know it's become a lot more serious become a lot more scientific
0: but in the same but, breath where people will like criticise the sort of players being bland then when a player shows a bit of personality they also cool, sort of yeah, sh- yeah, yeah, it's exactly. like oh, who the fuck's this yeah, yeah. guy it like,
1: had happened recently in the rugby league uh, grand final mm. the players at one celebrated in a way that people thought was like oh you're fucking ratbags yeah, like yeah. it's uncouth you can't no, no, it's he no, what they yeah, want can't anymore. Be, you know, but right?
2: ultimately, they're the guys that are remembered. Yeah. Mm. You know, people like Warnie, people like all those guys. Like, they're they're legendary. Like, the stories are off the, oh, off yeah. the charts, yeah. you know. And actually, to be remembered... Like, it's one thing to be remembered as a great, but it's also another thing to be remembered as a character. Yes. And an enigma, mm. you know. Someone that... And a lot of these geniuses are flawed. Shame one of them. Mm. You know, I mean, he was a genius. Mm. So, unfortunately, geniuses have some kind of flaw in their character or yeah. personality. Yeah. Also, but,
0: no one's perfect, right? Like, any time you get into any situation, most people fuck up at some stage. Yeah,
2: but nice to see real people, at least. Yes. I know, like, sure. rather than yeah. an agent saying, no, no, no,
0: no, you can't do that, go to sleep. Like, don't yeah. you know, so...
2: You
1: go. Well, I mean like If they, if the Aussie cricketers Now got on the piss And had a hundred beers On the way to England Like mm. could you imagine The fucking Dude, know, The fallout that. would be biblical know, yeah, But that's yeah. like yeah. a story That we don't out on After we yeah, won yeah. the
0: Ashes Was it Was it last summer?
1: No it was in Tasmania In
0: Tasmania And they were celebrating On the roof of a hotel yeah. And this, they I pulled remember. the cops yeah. up And I they got know. them all Fucking yeah, sent back yeah. to their room And you're like What the fuck's <laughs> going
2: where's, on? Where's the good old
0: days What's happening?
1: Coming? Mate <laughs> unbelievable
0: Anyway mate Look thank you very much It's been really nice to meet you Nice to chat So Saturday night October 15th Brock Jarvis Liam on the On the zone.
2: On the yes. all over the world. All over the yeah, world. Yeah. And uh, down at the South Bank Piazza, get yourself
1: there. Beautiful.
2: Thanks, Love it. Mate. Thanks Cheers
1: for coming Cheers. Could you two just not talk anymore?